was a good one. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science peels its vegetables before eating them. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Shmoopy-Shira. Hi Andy. And Christopher T. Gibson. Namaste VA, namaste Shmoopy. Can you go back to saying good results to both of us? Yeah, I like that. I like that too. You just only said hello to Andy then. You didn't even say hello to me. <laughs> well, you weren't introduced yet. I, yeah, I really don't know what to do in my middle uh, welcoming position. Yeah, hello all? I don't so know. Maybe, just yeah. make sure you say hello to me. Uh, <laughs> leave, all right. Leave him out. You leave me alone. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, so, hold on. Let me just weigh in. What? No, I'm not going back to good results. I'm sticking with namaste. All right. Well, I love it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Science peels its vegetables. Do you peel your vegetables? Shmoopla, this was your suggestion. What insight have you got into this uh, vegetable peeling? (laughs) Vegetable peeling. (laughs) Oh, sorry to tie your tongue so much with this question, Andy. Oh, sexy. Uh, The the healthiest part of a vegetable is its skin. Mm. But Mm. most people would peel a vegetable like a potato or a pumpkin. So just like a human? Yeah, just like a human. Yeah, okay. That's the entire point of this bit. (laughs) And the other night, I cooked dinner for my parents, oh, no. and my dad wasn't eating his pumpkin skin. Ooh. And I said, I cooked it with the skin on because that's the healthiest part. Does your dad look like he needs a bit more like nutrition? Is that why you're forcing pumpkin skin in him? Well, no. It's more that I just want the best for him, and so I want him to eat the healthiest part of the I, vegetable. I that's, really that's love, love it. That's love. Well, yeah, but I really love it, the moment when... When like the tables turn and kids look after the parents, <laughs> it happened with my dad when he came out, and I was like, "Okay, come with me. You sit there. I order food for you." And it just sounds so lovely. Now you're mm-hmm. returning. Eat your greens or your peel. Your skins. Eat your skin. Can I just check? There was things other than potato, potato, or no, pumpkins. Yeah. Pumpkin yep. skin. You're not yep. like this. Isn't kind of like you a, just serve skin, did you? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't kind of like a eat your scraps kind of situation. I. Can I next time? I'm I'm up for cooking next time. Yeah. I'm gonna make an all skin meal for us. Do to it. Eat. <laughs> I like potato skins. What a waste. Do it. I guess Lauren. No, I'll, I'll eat, eat the, the rest for the the, the day before. But all right. I'll, I'll keep oh all the skins God. and I'll make a skin only meal for us to eat. Do it. I'll eat it. I'll eat skin. No problem. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm down for the game, but we're are we gonna have to pretend it's nice if it's not? I guess not. We're good enough friends now, aren't we? You can tell me the truth. I, you know, what would I do to, to you two? Fucking brutally tell us <laughs> the truth. No doubt. No doubt. Till we cried. Uh, so, what, so you leave skin on? On most vegetables. I like to, but some, some vegetables are just too dirty. So sweet potatoes mm. are too dirty. So I, mm. I take the skin off. Clean, washed potatoes, I leave the skin on. But yeah. dirty potatoes, I'll peel them. Mm. Mm. Fine. There you go. Uh, I was about to call you Schmoopster then. Give up. Bit of dirt don't bother me. <laughs> I I just give them a wash and skin on if I have the choice. Mm. Uh, there's a laziness factor there as well. Mm. I hate peeling things. Mm. Um, the only time I'll peel, peel things is if someone insists on it. Rest of the time, skin on. Yeah. Skin on. Skin on. Carrots? Skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. What about, on, throw, do, throw veggies at me and I'll tell hang you whether on, it's skin or not. Hang on, where do you sit on mashed potato? Skin. Skin on, skin off. Skin. Because this is... Oh, really? hang on. Schmoopster's got a different thing. Well, if I'm making mashed potatoes, then yeah. I will peel them because it it's hard. You can't mash a skin. No, you can't. <laughs> you just have bit. You have some texture. <laughs> you have traces of skin all through the mashed potatoes. Textured, textured mash. And some dirt. It's yeah, great. good. It's good, good. Uh, what about peas? Skin. Well, it's hard. Well... Peas are already been de-skinned, actually. Haven't mm. they got like the tiny like paper shell or something <laughs> on the outside? Is that what? You throw some more at me. Oh god! Uh, Sweet be- potato skin, beetroot skin. Uh, He's laughed at that so one. Skin. So, um, bok choy skin. Kale? I, I skin. actually think that uh, Chris has never cooked a vegetable in his life. Yeah. So he can't answer this question. Not one that. Not one that's been. Oh, actually, I have cooked them if they've been skinned. Because I, I mean, I used to have to take the skin off mushrooms, and that's agony. Ugh. But that wasn't what? my choice. These skin mushrooms. What's left? Just 
Well, like quite sponge. a bit, really, because the, 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 the skin on the mushrooms is quite thin. Yeah, I remember. That's I, what makes it so painful. I, I saw someone it. do that. I hate doing it. It was a weird moment. It was a weird <laughs> moment in my life because I was like, yeah, why are you doing that? Leave that mushroom alone. What did yeah. it do to you? Would science peel its vegetables? Yes, it would because the skin is the healthiest part of the vegetable. That's why I brought it up in the first place. So science, after the complete nutrition of what it's eating, would eat the skin. Okay, so hang on. They, it would science would peel it and then eat the skin separately in a super nutritious meal. And it would just eat them all together. Also, okay. it doesn't have time to peel things. No, when, it's not when peeling. It's not I'm not. I don't think science is peeling. It's eating the whole thing. Fine. Look, I, I think we're all in agreement this week. Probably one of the only ones. Only because I can't think of a good reason why. Yeah. Science would would peel. No, there's lots of yeah. lots of nutrition and calories in the skin. Go for it. So many people peel vegetables, and I mean, us and science are saying don't bother. Yeah. yeah. You're wasting your time, people. Pea poppers, stop it. Yeah. Oh, ah, oh, no, no, hang on, wait, wait. Oh, ah, eee, ah. Is it burning? It's so, so big. Oh, <laughs> it's geez. news for the week. Yay. Yay, lovely. News. news. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll go first. Yes. Tell you what, National Science Week. Ooh. Busy, mate. Oh, is busy. it over? Is it it's over? over. That was it. One week. So. Last week? Last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, What'd you do? You told I, us already. Yeah. Things. So I spoke last time. I was emceeing Meet the NASA Scientists. Oh, wow. Did I say that? Is that the Australian Space Agency? No. Like, which one? The American. Oh. Like the real one. The real one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So meet the NASA scientists. Um, these guys were absolutely lovely. We spent two nights together. Uh, we sold one. I say we. Look at me getting on board. They <laughs> sold 1,000 seats over two nights. Whoa. Mm. The first venue was 400 at the Gov, which in Adelaide is this kind of like rock venue. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool because I felt like a rock star. Um, and the, then there was this overflow venue, which was 600 seats. And that sold out as well. They couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, look, it made me happy because it shows that science, people wanting to meet scientists, science events, just uh, there's still something. I don't know what it was about this one, but it still happened. Anyway, interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh, was doing the Sunday night one. Guess who vomited all Sunday? You. Uh, your dog, Sophie. Incorrect. Chris, you're right. Me. So I woke up, right, knowing I have to MC an event for 600 people. I yeah. vomited everywhere. What did you eat? I don't know. What uh, did you drink? I don't. Well, I did have a bit. T- that's the thing. Mm. I was like, I don't think I'm hungover, but I did drink stuff the night before. Yeah. And I had a radio interview for Radio Adelaide. Oh. And so I'm in bed. Was this promotion for, yeah, this, uh-huh. for this event? Uh-huh. 10 a.m. I'm there. I vomited a few times. And the phone goes, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yes, I've got that phone interview. Yeah. And, the, and the producer goes, hi, Andy, we're just here for the phone interview. And I'm like, no problem. She's like, how are you? I was like, I've just vomited. I'll be fine. And she went, okay, thanks very much. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Did, do you think they listened to your response? Nope. <laughs> no, no, these producers are busy, busy. I'm on the phone. That's all they need to know. Push through it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. done. And But you got through it all right? Got through it fine. And then that evening, I emceed. And look, mate, it wasn't my best uh, performance. I, was, I started sentences and then just my brain just didn't work halfway mm. through. So, But were you vomiting all day? All day, yeah, Jeez, yeah. So you were proper crook. Yeah, yeah. And I only had a banana and half a slice of bread to keep me going so i was real anyway next day though guys guess what vomited all day i didn't vomit all day felt a bit queasy but yeah rocked it well done i had to have the second day because i was like oh i can do better than this i know it well done so yeah no it was great so for the bigger crowd you were better no for the for the bigger crowd i was the illest that was the first night the 600 yeah yeah on the second night we're at the gov which is yeah rock venue and i was Mm -hmm. like guys do you want a rock star like announcement entry uh-huh so they were like yeah sure yeah sure so i was like all right so i really handed it up it's like when i was like welcome to national science week meet the nasa scientists yeah. and then just after i said that they're meant to like clap but there was that moment i was like i don't think they're gonna clap <laughs> they did though uh, eventually it was good good and then i was like ladies and gentlemen 
these rock star signers from NASA deserve a rock star entry or something like that. I was like, I promised them and I know you won't let me down. I was like, <laughs> our first speaker for you tonight, I'm introducing Dr. Blah, all four of them. And then it went off. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> You're that guy. You're the guy people. that does the MC introducing yeah. with excitement. Yeah. You're well, that this, guy. This is a rock venue. Are these people seated? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you still got a massive response. Yeah, honestly, it scared me. And these guys are, are like behind a curtain waiting to come on. And apparently it caused massive anxiety rush in one of them. But he almost didn't come out of the curtain. <laughs> so, look, it was oh, really, it was really fun. And I had a really nice... Uh, I had a really nice email the next day saying, thanks, uh, you made it fun and oh, friendly and professional. So that's Very nice cool. from unsolicited from the crowd. So that was nice. Well it? cool. Done. Yeah. Good work. Only help. Anyway, that's me. Boom. Schmoopster. Schmoopy. Let's hear it. I was also went to a science alive week. No, what's it called? Oh, well done. Science week. <laughs> National science, science week. Keep that in. It's exactly what it is on the tin. It's a week of science. <laughs> I also went to the week of science. Um, an event. I spoke. Yeah. I spoke. Uh, did I Did I say this on the podcast already? Maybe you did. I you might have, but I've forgotten. I mean, Chris, you tell me, have I said this? I spoke at a science for seniors event. Uh, you did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. you made jokes about my age. You said that I'm only a few years behind the seniors. Ah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. You are. Because it's yeah. for anyone over 50, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I did it and it went all right. Um, I haven't given a talk to this kind of general public before, so I had to make a brand new 20-minute speech. Mm. Oh, no. And we've, I've, I've, I'm having troubles with deadlines at the moment. Um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. Oh, yes, Corey, so you, Did you do it on the run, did you? You did it all on, on the run and to so the over 50s. I, I pushed it a bit late with the poster at the last conference, but yeah. that all worked out okay. This time I'm talking on a Thursday. I get home on a Wednesday and I haven't started it yet. Ooh. Oh, mate. So... I've got that evening to make the whole 20-minute talk. Mm. Um, and at the same time, I get an email saying only one person has registered to attend the event. <gasps> Chris. <laughs> I went and he wow. was shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they didn't want to cancel because no. it's hard. To, it's a little bit difficult to register because it's all through the internet. And these are seniors. And these are seniors. They're really yeah. old. So there I am <laughs> no. under... Uh, quite a lot of stress. Probably, I mean, mostly self-placed uh, because yep. I had a month to, to get this going. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that only one person was going to be there. Well, yeah. maybe only one person was going to be there. One over 50-year-old, for yeah. sure. Yeah, plus me. So maybe two people were going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it all worked out fine. Uh, I finished my talk at around 9 p.m. I just now, I just pumped like, it out. Boom. To, to uh, one yeah. person? It was quite good. I no, up. he means he finished his slides. Oh, sorry. Lisa, keep up, old man. <laughs> sorry. I, yeah, I, Slow I down sw- there, <laughs> young fella. I spoke <laughs> barely fucking... Where am I? <laughs> I spoke slower on the day. So, Speak sorry, slower Chris. now. Jesus. There's a senior in the bloody room. Fuck. Uh, I went to the place, uh, 14 kilometres from here, small, short drive. And That's nearly ten miles to you oldies like me. <laughs> uh, in the end, there were there were four people attended oh. the the event, so four seniors came. Mm. Um, but the good thing is that all four of them were really engaged. Good. And I said that they could interrupt me while I was talking, and also we talked afterwards. And their questions were all uh, very intelligent, and they clearly understood uh, what I got. So. I, so I spoke with four people then about my research mm-hmm. and that's probably more than what I spoke at at the conference that I went to. Isn't that mm. interesting? Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so even though it was only four people there, I actually think I interacted more than if there were 100 people in the room but none of them were listening or none yeah. of them were yeah. actually um, cared yeah. about what I was saying. So uh, it was really good. No, that is good. That's um, great. How, how old? Don't mind me asking. Well, I don't really know. I mean, I don't see age, um, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Good. Go on, point. Th- this Fair is point. the future hey, right yeah. here. We're sitting with the future. He just doesn't see age. 
<laughs> Hold on, you're always giving me shit for my age. <laughs> You I only see it, you only see it when it's embodied in me. That's right. We well, see your I mean, age. it's hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Zing. Well, that's good. Uh, Too cheap. So, uh, Hang no, on. So this just tells me you've still not learned anything about leaving. I've no. learned nothing about deadlines. <laughs> you need something to go disastrously wrong before you're going to yeah. learn. I mean, it's it just was not fine. happening. Yeah, it, all went, it all just turned out fine oh, again. brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Chris. Hmm. I've got my first ever science video. Oh. My first ever one. Of you. Well, of my voice. Doing? Talking about my research. I've got a verbalize.science video. Oh, my yep. God. Do I have to have one of them soon? You sound like I'm forcing <laughs> you to be, by the way. Yes. We were going to have, I was going to have a chat here. We have to organize that yeah, before we, do, we go to the we? conference. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and tell me more, uh, Schmoopster. So, uh, my verbalized.science uh, words, voice, voice, speech, speech, audio, sound uh, was cut into a pretty good minute or two. Uh, and then initially, Andy, this guy over next Hello. to my next oh, to me. Hey, hey. <laughs> didn't see you there. Hi, man. <laughs> oh, hold on. Now I can see you. Blinding. He cut in a video of like a mixture of like my poster and my figures, but he also added in some generic. Uh, lab uh, video. Where did you get that, those lab videos from? If you type in Creative Commons free video, <laughs> that's what turns up. <laughs> and then uh, he, so he sent it to me and then I thought, well, I can just make these generic lab videos. Mm. So I kind of made some like panning shots of my lab equipment and I oh, sent that to Andy. I'll and have to he, do that as he, well on my new phone. And he cut that into um, into the video and it's really good. Right, I'm very right. happy. So thanks a lot, Andy. You're very welcome. Verbalize your science, everyone. Verbalize your science. I'll be doing the same. <laughs> so uh, 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 you there? BA. Yeah. Hello. You, you'll you'll help me with this, won't you? Yeah. Thank you. Actually, do you know what? Like, I I really appreciate when Cameron likes something just because you know it's it's real, and I think that's where like the. The, the surliness base level <laughs> means that when you are when you say like oh that was actually good you go yeah. okay well it must be so that uh, makes me feel good because you know sometimes you're not quite sure where they're just like oh it's ring yeah thanks well when I say something <laughs> good to you what do you what do you feel when I say it to you uh have you ever said anything really nice to me oh. you've, you've been kind of nice I guess you've been yeah. friendly maybe my base anyway. line is actually surlier than I think yeah maybe yeah. maybe anyway you're rubbish go on keep going Shmoopy. I'm proposing a new segment. Oh no! And I mean, this can have a um, an intro. Um, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I think we've agreed there's only one person who makes new segments in this podcast, and, and it's he- me. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the the name of this segment is Peepop Science Hero. Science hero. It's got to be me. I propose that the P-pop science hero, one person is the nominator. Uh, we have a, str- a strict induction process for okay. someone to be inducted as a P-pop science hero. All right. I like uh, it. The nominator describes a single act that this person has done in science. Yeah. And then we need a unanimous decision to induct. Okay. Um, ah, I like it. If it's not unanimous, this person does not get inducted as a P-pop science uh, It hero. just seems like a really nice way to lose listeners. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> we already got this segment and I'm always the science hero. Well, yeah, but you, it's not being unanimous. Do I don't understand what we're talking about. So the difference is the unanimous part. Oh. Yeah. And, oh. the, and the, oh. it's not always Chris part. Oh, well, uh, okay. I guess I'll eventually understand what's going on. So who do you propose? So I've got a short story for you both. Thank you. Um, so this week I came across uh, a science article where uh, a bit of scientific research was being described. Mm. Um, and it was pr- promoting some science in a, done in a particular university uh, and it had three papers that were related to this uh, research. Mm. Um, and within this article, there were about f- four people named. Um, but across those three journal articles, I think about 10 different names were probably authors. All right. Um, and so I was one of the authors who were in those each of those three papers, <laughs> okay. but I wasn't named specifically in the science article. 
Okay. Um, and so I thought this was a bit fishy. Do you think that sounds a bit fishy, Chris? No, not really. Uh, but but <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, these things happen, you know. Yeah. It, to me, it sounds really, really fishy. It does. So I I pointed out the fishiness hmm. to one of my co-authors, hmm. um, and they then promptly contacted the author of the article, the web article. All right, good. And a change was made, and because of this, <gasps> I am now named on this web article promoting this particular piece of research. Brilliant. And this is only because Dr. For Christopher T. Gibson <gasps> wrote to this author of the web article to say, I don't actually what nobody said. Something along the lines of, hey, hey Cameron man. wants to Cameron wants his name on this as well. This guy's fucking hassling me on email. <laughs> He's bitching and moaning. Can we just slide his misspelt name on the article? Please get him off my back. No, it's true. I am this week's P-pop hero again. Thank you. And so that's why I am nominating Christopher T. Gibson as a P-pop science hero. All Thank right, you. Chris. Thank you, Cameron. You. Thank you. Hang on, Thank it's got to go to vote. It's got to go to vote. Thank you for reinstating my faith in science heroism I, in the people. So I obviously agree to your induction. Chris, do you agree to your induction? I wholeheartedly agree. I have All two right. hands here I'm raising. It must be uh, unanimous. All Andy? Right. I feel like... Oh, shit, I'm a bit nervous now. I feel like Christopher T. Bag Gibson should <gasps> be the science hero. Yes. Oh, he's in! Yes. He's yes. in! Yes. Yes. I, uh, I've changed my mind about this. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I, uh, I think this what? is a worthy uh, segment <laughs> and I encourage it in the future, especially if it keeps coming up with the same science hero. <laughs> Who's that? Me, no, uh, no, mofo. Uh, yeah, no, uh, th thank you, Smoopy. I, I gratefully accept this honour. And as I wrote to you, Chris, I was not fishing for you to tell them that I, my name wasn't on that one. Oh, I, I did point out to you that my name wasn't uh, on the article, but I wasn't fishing for it. You were, you were put happened. down actually as a research leader. For the, for the for the for and you were on all three papers, yeah. So uh, in my my somewhat defence, I didn't get to see the final. Um, mm. The final, so you shouldn't edition that that ended up in the article, and I, and I didn't give all of the information to them. <laughs> I have to admit, but some of the information I did give, I definitely mentioned my name, <laughs> Gibbo. Oh, well, hold on, let me get my bits of paper out. Well, you've have you got bold font this week? Yeah, and he stapled it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I've got my one my one lensed glass. Did you deliberately make it bold? Um. I I thought it was supposed to be red, but obviously I didn't print it in colour. <laughs> so I fucked that up. Now, Les Gibbo. Oh, Gibbo, he's so skinny. Oh, he's always oh, he's like Brad Pitt, but just a bit fatter, but almost skinny. Thank you. Thank you. So last time, 108.5 kilos. Yep. This session down to 106.7. Not bad. That's a loss. Thank you. Thank you. So um, two weeks, couple of weeks. Two weeks, weeks later. Yeah, been a couple of weeks. Um, now, I haven't got a massive amount of news, but what I have is is important. So we've talked a lot about branding and media. Yes. And I have lately been all over the news. Mate, you have been a superstar. All over the news. All over, as as Schmoopster mentioned, uh, a Flinders in daily, is it called? In daily news article? It's yep. not just Flinders. I think that goes out to I think a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's joined between the whatever mm. research group Flinders are in. You know, the we try hard, but we're not as good as the the, the rest group. <laughs> anyway, which like, I, what we, that was that sounded good, and then it finished with an insight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's gone more places than I I really realized. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Um, embedded in that article is also a YouTube clip. YouTube clip, a YouTube, YouTube clip of me. Is this of one of your favorite podcasts that you like watching? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's a YouTube clip of me <gasps> doing some science Whoa. and talking Whoa. about some science Whoa. and science related to the In Daily Flinders News article. Whoa. So we'll maybe put a link up or something like that so sure. people can um, be fortunate enough to, to look at that and look at my face. Yeah. Um, and that was great fun. That was thanks to uh, Nathan O'Brien from the Flinders Institute Does he listen to the of podcast? Nanotechnology. 
I don't know. I'll have to ask. He him. should do. Yeah, I'll check. Get some mention now. Um, and so yeah, it, that was very good. Uh, and the other thing was, and thank thank you, Schmoopy, for alerting me to this bit of media that. I was unaware of. I was in the advertiser. Mm. That's the number one newspaper in our state. Yeah. Is it really? My partner, yeah. Kate. Yeah, Kate sent me a link saying, good on you, Gibbo, with a photo of the article. Oh, my God. How good's that? famous than I realised. Yeah, page 11. Page 11? Page 11. Jeez. It's, everyone knows that page 11 is yeah. the... Page I mean, 11. That's double one. It's yeah. the double one. You know, you go, you page one, <laughs> then you go straight to page 11. <laughs> yeah. They actually um, stick them together. So, yeah, three bits of media and I got some, uh, went to the tea room and people are like, Gibbo, you're, you're in the news. You're, uh, <laughs> That's all you really care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we you're, get to the crux uh, of it. on the webpage, you're all over the place. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, a, a lot of scorn was heaped upon me as well. People are asking me questions jealous. like, when are you going to change the world? Is it, when, When's it all happening? Yeah. I was like, you just wait. That's you right. You just wait. So, anyway, yeah, uh, no, great stuff. And um, so I've uh, got some more media to come, Ooh, more YouTube clips. Yeah. Nathan's going to be filming me doing some more stuff. You are such a super. Trying to rope Snoopy into some of this as well. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so uh, really excited, really great. Good to see the work out there, and and that's it for me. That's my news <gasps> for the week. Baboon, keeping it brief, keeping it famous. Oh, what you? Yeah. <laughs> So I'll stop now. <laughs> All right, guess what, guys? We got <gasps> feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. It gets higher and higher. <laughs> um, just quick this week, uh, William Salter from uh, Twitter said, highly recommend this podcast behind the scenes of science with two thirds Australian accents and plenty of scientific banter. Yeah. Good results to you, William. Oh, huh. yeah. And great, ed- and great editor's comments, Will. Absolutely. Uh, at William Salter on Twitter. Go follow him, everyone. Um, and also from the forum, Paul G has updated your yeah. Les Gibbo graph. Yeah, Les Gibbo graph. Look at him. He's even got the gym in there when I started that. Started and, I, and I love his little comment. Well done, Gibbo. Keep up the good work or something that's like right. that. That's right. Look, yeah. he's very supportive. I he, think it's great. And for very, our, very good. That's what keeps me keeps the weight coming off. For our new listeners, Paul G is the owner of the only Peapop t-shirt in the world at the moment. Yeah. Because he won yeah. it thanks to Gibbo's competition ages ago. Yeah. yeah. Remind I, me what that competition no was No, I... Oh, uh... Uh, Irish or Klingon or I think one zero zero one one zero zero. I think it was the one zero zero one zero zero one. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that must have been the hardest one. Yeah. Did anyone ever do your Klingon thing? No one did. No, did no they? one did that. Unfortunately. No. Come on, peepoppers. Anyway, Paul G, you're a superstar. Thanks, Paul. It's time for topic of the day. Topic of the day. That's a great one, that Actually one. Actually gets better every time. It really does. Every time. It only took us, what's his number, like 65 or something? No, no, no. It was on, good it? at the beginning. Yeah, agreed. It was good at the agreed. start. <laughs> and it's just been getting better. Our topic for the day comes from the forum, Connor87. 87. 87. Connor87. Connor87. Like that? Connor. Connor87. Yeah. All right, good. I don't know. I'm not sure who Connor87 is. No, thanks, Connor. I didn't like how you didn't pronounce the R in Connor. No, but it's not. Look. Oh, isn't it? Ah, ha, ha. Take that. Wrong. Oh, Wrong. Oh, there you go. Wrong. Ah, ha, ha. Wrong. Ah, ha, ha, ha. All right. It comes <laughs> from Connor87. Hey, guys. I'm still catching up, but have you covered or Wrong. thought about... Be quiet. Thought about scientists that haven't completed a PhD. I've watched many people complete their PhDs and the emotional roller coaster that goes with it. Mm. 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 It was something that I didn't want to go through. So, what about the professions out there, lab techs, hydrogeologists, m- meteorologists, that are scientists without a PhD? Do you look down on them? Mm. Let's tackle that bit first because this is a two pronged comment. So, if someone doesn't have a PhD and they're in a scientific role, do other scientists with a PhD look down on them. Schmoopster. I don't, and I haven't seen any indication from anyone else to say that they do either. Good. 
I don't look down on people who like don't have PhDs, coming. and I, I, I cannot recall anyone I know looking down on anyone who doesn't have a PhD but who is in science. Mm. I can't recall it myself. I have mm. to be absolutely honest there. So, don't you dare. I nearly called him Smoopster. BA, your thoughts? Um, I feel like the only point at which it would be looked down upon is like during a job application or so. Like once once they're in a role, I don't think people look down. Because it's not like we're all walking around all day going, Dr. Shearer. I was always just Stapleton. Dr. Gibson. You know, like it appears. As like, you should. Yeah. You should call me that. Um, did That's you? Better. Out of interest, did you make everyone call you doctor something when you uh, first got your PhD? No. I did. I did. Yeah. I was like. I had a lot of friends who told me I would never finish. So when yeah. I finished, I really heaps gone. My poor them. partner, yeah. I was sat there and she's like, Andy, Andrew, Andrew. Dr. Stapleton, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, get doctor put on your credit card? Mm, no. No, I did. Well done. Well yeah, done. I um, so I feel like, look. And then you maxed it out like a doctor, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what annoys scientists when they're working together? What's that? Laziness, uh, not being a team player. All those things are far more indicative of whether or not you look down on someone yes. than if they've got doctor. Like, In fact, if you've got doctor in front of your name, and you're a massive pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. That that's like the worst combination. Having it's like PhD- we know you're capable. You're just being. St- yeah. Blah. Having a PhD is no guarantee of getting respect. No guarantee <laughs> at all. I always like the way that, that you'll get respect. I I just feel the pain giver. It's like oozing, <laughs> oozing. It's out true. Of it's just true. I mean, you know, if you're working with somebody who doesn't have a PhD but they work hard and they're effective and whatever, yeah, they'll get respect. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like that's too, we're being too polite. Have you ever mm. seen a situation where you're like, you're like, it's kind of like when you see somebody you go, oh, obviously they haven't got a PhD. I don't know. Does that ever cross your mind? Is there a fleeting moment? The thing in it academia like these days, nice at the moment. It, you don't come across people in academic research these days who are doing research without a PhD, except perhaps honors students or master's students. Mm. Um, but you, know, you will work with a lot of PhD students as well. And then anyone else in academia usually has one. So mm. you're not really interacting with anyone who's just working as a, a research assistant. Mm. Occasionally you do, but it's usually because they're just earning some extra money until they're going to do a PhD. Mm. So it just doesn't happen that often anymore. So I think in industry, when I worked for Dino Nobel, uh, you must have explosives been chemist. Yeah, we were mainly, so there were three or four PhD qualified scientists and yep. we were the R&D chemists mm. and then there were lab techs. And so that was a little bit weird. So so was there, there was a, a hierarchy? Thing? Yeah, there. yeah. Just thinking about it. I mean, it's only just apparent now, but like it was people that, ah, well, what it was, it was people that hadn't done a degree at all, but mm-hmm. had done like lab skills, mm-hmm. lab something Safety. at TAFE. Yep. Um, so that they were able to operate certain instruments or at least know how a lab works. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that, yeah, although once again, we didn't go around going, Dr. Stapleton, <laughs> Dr. Peterson. But there's definitely a hierarchy. There there. Were, that was kind of enforced. Yeah. But whether or not They're we... going to be doing things that you're not going to be doing. Yeah. And they're going to do things that you asked them to do? Uh, no, I was never that powerful. But oh, they, okay. they did have someone that like, I never had a, a, like a... a lab assistant or lab tech hmm. but some some people did yeah and they were yeah told what to do i guess there was a natural hierarchy but then that doesn't necessarily mean the person looks down on them. no not That's at all just no. a normal work hierarchy yeah yeah, so, yeah. but were there, were there times where you felt that the lab tech or the non-phd members of your work crew well, could do could do things you couldn't do or yeah. couldn't do things you could do through experience, absolutely. Yeah. Like they had been in the job much longer and they were far more useful initially. Mm-hmm. But I think the ability with a PhD, you just you get up to speed quite quickly. Um, if nothing else, you know how to fake it a bit more. Does that sound yeah. bad? You're just kind of like, all oh, right, I'm 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 doing it. I can sound clever. I'm going to do it. Um, they kind of were given the shitty jobs. Yeah. Like calibrating the pH meters and like I never did that i don't think because it's a fine line you know is, is that looking down on them if they're doing the shitty jobs 
But is that part of the job description? So yeah, it certainly, if you haven't got a PhD, it certainly affects your job, maybe the division of labor, mm. but it shouldn't affect whether or not you look down on someone, Jesus. Did you notice anyone else you thought looking down on, on the lab techs at all? I don't you didn't it. notice it? No, I kind of, I really feel like I want to inject some form of controversy here, but there was, there was nothing, which is mm. kind of nice thing to say about humanity. It is. At least I'd expect some... I'll tell you what, the only time I've ever seen someone speak poorly of someone with a PhD was one of my old supervisors had a thing about like talking about students like they were like disposable. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. I think that was just because he was a bit of a dickhead. But these were PhD students. Yeah. 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 So I think that was well, that's the only PhDs. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I think the, the, the people without PhDs that I come across only ever doing work at, a, at universities before are lab techs and people who work in, say, the mechanical or, or the electronics workshop. Mm. Um, they're not, well, I guess the lab techs would have a science degree to some, de- at, to some degree. To some degree. <laughs> they must have a science degree, but the yeah. people in the workshop would not have a, at all, or the electronics workshop might have a TAFE or, or university degree as well, but none of them have had PhDs. Yeah. Um, and I've always found them to be much more knowledgeable about things than what I am. Mm. Yes, yeah, so this, this is kind of a separate thing. These are we're talking about professional and technical staff, yeah, who are absolutely crucial um, to the running of, of of any sort of you know scientific establishment because these are the people that often really actually do stuff. Mm. So the workshops are crucial. You know, there's often science you need things repaired or th- need things made, and there's technical staff that do that. Mm. So if you don't treat them with respect. You're, you, you, you know, you are asking for trouble mm. because if you treat them like crap, they've got no incentive to help you except when they're being told to do it. So you're far better off treating them with a lot of respect. And also it's just good to treat people with respect anyway, but there is a self-serving um, motive there as well. All right. Now, Connor's got more for us. Oh. Connor, 87, not with, not with an R. So leading on from that, Connor says, this leads to the mental image of the stereotypical scientist and what they look like. I remember doing a titration in third year and having to wear a lab coat and I got the picture to send home to my parents to prove that I was a real scientist, even though this was the last time I ever wore a lab coat. I love my physics and nanotech, don't get me wrong, but I spend a lot of my time in school showing kids that not all scientists wear lab coats. So do you wear lab coats? Do you need to look like a scientist to be a scientist? And uh, are you, I mean, does the stereotype even exist still properly? I mean, there are, there are some people who have to wear lab coats every day when they do science. That's, that's true. I, I don't necessarily have to because I work with a lot of instruments. Occasionally yeah. I'll go into a wet lab where I have to put them on. Yeah. But we did have a policy change at our university where it didn't matter what laboratory you were in, you, were in, you had to wear a lab coat. Mm even if there were no dangerous chemicals or anything. So I had to wear a lab coat every time I went into the labs I work in. And I didn't mind it. I actually thought, <laughs> I feel like a real scientist. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. a lab coat. And it felt kind of good. Yeah, I remember the first time I put on a lab coat. Yeah. And I was like... And oh, I didn't right. like the clean ones either. I liked them a little bit a little bit scruffy, a little bit dirty. A little bit dirty. You like it a bit dirty, do you go out? Yeah, I do. And I like my um, my watchmaker glasses I put on my head. Yeah. You know, because I, I need them to do the fine work I do with your the eyes are bad. Because my eyes are a bit rubbish. And I kind of like wearing them. I walk around with them on my head throughout yeah. the building. And people look at me and go, oh, God, there's Gibbo with his... So is it... Goggles. So the, the, the lab coat is kind of like the stethoscope for doctors. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, when a child imagines a scientist, I think they would imagine... Someone wearing a lab coat. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely not the case. I rarely wear lab coats. Uh, I don't need to unless I'm in a wet lab. Hang on. but Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you do um, wet lab stuff a bit, though. Yeah. That's your, that's your bag. Well, I, I would only be in there one or two days a week. Okay. Lazy. Thanks. Uh, and when <laughs> a while Boom. ago, we... We we had that uh, drawing competition, very yes. early Peepop episode, where, oh. we, where we drew what the standard scientist was. And we all, was. all had lab coats. All had lab coats. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. mine didn't. If you remember, I had a, a knitted um, a woolen like knit. Cardi. Yeah, Cardi. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> um, did you ever take a photo and send it home to, to prove you were like a real scientist? 
I never did that with with a lab coat on. Never. No. Oh, hold on. No. When I used to go out drinking with my uni mates, I used to sometimes put my lab coat on. Why? And my goggles. And I I had eyes drawn on them. And, you know, we'd have these stupid floor parties and things like that. And I'd go as a, a scientist. But and you are a scientist. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't. Not you know, then he I wasn't. did a physics oh, degree, so I only did a little bit of chemistry, and so yeah. I wore my lab coats. And everyone was like, "Oh, Gibbo, he's the scientist. Oh, he's the yeah. clever one." Yeah, but I, I, I tell you a story. Recently, my my son came to visit me at work. He came for like nearly half the day. Yeah. Um, and he, the, what he really wanted was to wear the goggles. Mm. So he said to me, like at the start, he goes, "Dad, I'm coming to work with you today." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." He goes, "I want to wear your lab goggles." <laughs> and so he put them on and took some photos. And then he, he he wanted to get photos beside the equipment and things like that. Yeah, and the tweezers and all that stuff. He was right into that. Yeah, that's cool. Is yeah. he going to be a scientist? Uh, I don't know. Either one, I think he's either going to be a scientist or the Incredible Hulk. I'm not sure. All right. Well, oh, good career. Incredible both Hulk. Of- Bruce Banner is a scientist, isn't he? He's a gamma-morphed scientist into the Incredible Hulk. Last thing from Connor. Yep. 87. I think it's for mainly Schmoopster. What? Also, Sneens or Sneenos are never okay. What? I didn't read that bit. Only acceptable for dads of the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well. um, Take that. I can't remember my exact Sneen slash Sneenos calls. I think that I was, I'm, I'm saying what was okay with fashion. Uh, and I stand by that Sneens and Sneenos are okay. If you want to wear Sneens or Sneenos, it's fine. Mm. Connor, anytime you want to throw some more abuse at Smoopy, you, uh, you feel free to, my friend. We will always read it out. We will always read it out. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. <sighs> And this week, the activity is from the forum from Allison, which is uh, tur- at TurboSci, I think, on Twitter. Oh, not all in the lab anymore? No, changed it, changed it, I think. And it is family get-togethers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Family get-togethers. Family get-togethers. Now, this is a great one because we all do these. Well, I don't as often anymore, do well, I? Well, that's part of... Let's not give it away. Oh, but that's part of part of my science. Wow! List is, All right, has oh. got that thrown in there. So this is exciting. I actually <laughs> took exciting. a little bit of a different approach. Oh, good. Because I said when like two families get together. Mm. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So when there's family get-togethers, what I want to know, of course, where do <laughs> where do families are they forced to hang out the most? Where are they forced to hang out the most? Yeah, uh, different families coming together. At weddings? At weddings! Hey! Well done. I am oh, smart. Well done. I was going to yeah. say the movies. They have to. The <laughs> movies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> Pile into the theatre. Yeah. Well, how think. many families are at a movie at a movie theatre? I guess quite a few, but they're not talking, are they? They're not interacting, but that's a very good point. But they're together. They are together. Maybe that's the, not the safest way to have families together. So when you and Lauren got together, did your two families go to the movies together a lot? Secretly, at the beginning, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they would sit in the back making sure they only <laughs> hold hands and don't kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbish. Um, so, well, I was interested with family get-togethers. Like mm-hmm. when you force two lots of families together, mm-hmm. is that family? Two lots of family? Two lots of families. When you force two families together. Thank you. <laughs> when you force two families together... Does that at a wedding? Does that predict divorce? Oh, right. Uh-huh. So the more oh, I got an oh, oh. Um, they're in, they're in. So uh, <laughs> keep talking it up. Come on, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not in. There we're it is, in. guys. No, Big no, boppers, you not, heard it. Not. Let your content do the talking here. Yeah, I'm, oh. not, I'm not convinced oh. that there's a right. correlation between families getting together and divorce. No, so. Because people become the product of their environment, right? right. So what, what, what's a better <laughs> predictor than someone, than the environment they grew up in? All right. The gen- uh, genes probably have a component. Yeah, a little there. bit. Nature. A little bit. Yeah. Nature, nurture. But we're talking the right. genes you can't do anything environment about. Environment is important. There's no read. doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting the family together. And what we're doing is we're, um, when people get married, we're going along and we're monitoring the whole place with AR. 
uh, we're not AR, AI. AI, thank you. And we're just, all right. We're, Good we're old giving, AI doing the monitoring. <laughs> yeah, we're giving it a sentiment analysis. Is there a drunk uncle? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So once, An inappropriate relative, as I point to you. In it, thank you very much. Thanks. Mm. Um, is, is anyone sleezing onto the bridesmaids? <laughs> That's an obvious thing. No, I'm not, yeah. pointing at you. <laughs> no, Don't invite him to your wedding. Oh, he came. He sleezed under all of them. No, I... <laughs> he did. I watched him. Um, Don't listen to him, Joyce. Uh, so... Then we're saying, okay, this is, let's say out of 10, it was like six, 60% getting on and being, mm. so that's, that's better than like, that's, that's pretty good, right? Yep. Then what we do is a lot, check this out, a longitudinal study, mm-hmm. right? Nice word. Thank you. And we're monitoring uh, how happy the two families were together. And it's going to be quite strained at this point because they're going to be drunk, aren't they, at weddings? So it's going to show the true character. And then we're going to have a look to see if it impacts divorce rate later on. All right. So if the families get on, my hypothesis is that if they don't get on, divorce rate will be higher because it adds an extra level of friction and like grossness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All right. mm -hmm. So now I'm creating a business that plants the seed early if you want them to divorce. So I'm turning up to weddings and pushing the drunk uncle in. Okay. So I'm making. So who who would be your customer here like some some kind of sleaze ball who yeah. who wants to move yeah. in on the the bride yeah yeah okay. some jealous ex-lover who doesn't enjoy this new person coming in stealing their ex mm-hmm. how dare they all right so not only are we monitoring for a divorce rate but knowing what i learn we can actually create a, a profitable business okay make the wedding horrible divorce rate goes up I do have to, if I inject a drunk uncle, for example, into the into the wedding mix, they do have to live, they have to be like part of the family until the divorce. So it's mm. quite expensive. Okay. It's like oh, full-time so acting. Injecting is in you will what, just kill off an uncle, replace with a body exactly. double, who yeah. is just happens to be uh, repugnant. Exactly. Yeah. Once again, yeah. this requires a totalitarian state. Mate, so no one's saying... Thing. You're a, basically, this, is, this only works under a dictatorship. Or... We lobotomize people. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's it. Which one are you choosing then, Chris? You want to lobotomize people? Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Come on. The defense rests. You disgust me, Gibson, wanting to lobotomize people. Anyway. Andy's way is much better than lobotomizing yeah. people like you want. Yeah, you creep. Oh, my God. The two of you, really. You, you organize this beforehand, don't you? Yeah. No, it, it just comes so naturally. It's almost like you haven't prepared this at all. No, I wrote two lines. Um, so there we are. My research question is, does the amount of happiness at the wedding equal a higher divorce rate? Yep. And can you make money and out of can it? Can I make money out of it? Thank you. Oh, man, you are dead weight. Can I have a oh, name? Mate. What's the name of this company you're going to set up? Uh, Divorceo Plus. <laughs> Divorceo Plus. Oh. This is, I can't believe I get gypped for my Mwah. science thesis. And you broke up with that. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Thank God I'm self actualized. Uh, Thank week. God. <laughs> Thanks, science. I'm self actualized. All right, Schmoosa, come on. You have right. to do better than that. All right. <laughs> There's only one way, and that's up. <laughs> so, the, the, how can the family get together be more like a science get together? Easy. You offer finger food, you offer drinks, and you have a an early end time. That's Perfect. The, You're turning it into a really shitty conference. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the science version of a family get together. Yeah. Uh, but what I want to do is actually try to use my transferable science skills to Ooh. help out a family get together. Nice. How is hydrogen storage going to help this? <laughs> I do hydrogen production, Chris. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> production storage, whatever. <laughs> So I'm going to meticulously prepare for each for each family get together, like I meticulously prepare before a talk. Yeah, um, like I like prepare for talks all. at all. <laughs> You've just been going on about it for the last few podcasts. Like I prepare before I do a reaction. What I do is I study the entire um, topic. Yep. I write notes. Yep. And I'm ready to go on the day. You do that? Really? In science, yeah. Do you? 
Yeah. Okay. That's why he's so successful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a computer can help me um, with doing this because essentially what we're trying to do at a family get-together is improve human-to-human interactions and connections. Yes. Okay. And so I'm obviously looking for a computer to help me out. So good old computers. <laughs> good old AI. AI. Oh, sorry. AI. Hey, Augmented reality could be feature in oh, mine. I didn't. Yeah. Very good. Thank very you. good. Very yeah. good. Well, so yeah. So I'm creating an augmented reality which is yeah. run by an AI. Nice. So I can oh, simulate then it's the entire family get together beforehand. That's quite good. That's I was just making that up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to run infinite number or loads and loads of iterations of the same family get yeah, together. Yeah. Why? Well, to have to to obtain the perfect human to human connection with my family members. So it means it. you're going to optimize yourself for the or you're going to try to optimize them and give them feedback. Probably that one because you like giving feedback. <laughs> Look at Andy critiquing no, your would, science. This take that, mofo. Go on, Andy. Keep be, going. In that, I would him. be optimizing myself so that sure. when it comes to the actual family get together, it's perfect. I'm like having this perfect conversation over here. I'm rushing off and catching a falling baby over there. Hang on, who's Probably. pushing the baby? <laughs> this is just some sort of computerized Groundhog Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where you end up some legendary hero at the end of it. Sounds fun, right? Uh, I would be. I'd be like for anyone else. Why can Cameron see a little bit into the future? This is concerning anyone else. All right. right, So what what's going through in this AI that's helping me is that it has, it is both aware of everything that I put online, so it knows exactly what I've been doing, right? And it knows exactly what all of my family members have been doing, right? And so. Um, I think that at these family get-togethers, there are three main interactions that you need to put together. This is as far as talking with family. So, okay. um, I mean, you guys like this. You, uh, I might see my f- some family members once a year, maybe once every two years. Maybe yeah. you guys are even less often. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can, can be quite a while. Um, and so, and I'm not that great at talking to people. <laughs> so, I need to prepare for this. Okay. And so I actually, I need to think about how do you respond to when people say, how are you going? Oh, so you, can, yeah. you can't, if you just say, yes, great, thanks. It's kind it's of a, it's a conversation stopper. Yeah. Mm. So I, my algorithm or my uh, computer program has, is writing down a list of things for me to say in this. So it knows what I've been doing. So it says something along the lines of, um, I'm good. So Someone says, how are you going? I say, oh, good. I'm very busy at work at the moment. I'm being asked to present at Science Week events. Yeah. Right? Okay. So not only am I firstly saying uh, what's going on, but now I have a conversation started. Yeah, you're giving going them a, on you're, afterwards. You're opening the door to further questions. Yeah. And, yeah. and solidly implying that you're quite important. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um. So not only so I mean some people don't just ask about me. I like at some point in the conversation, like Chris, at some point in conversations, you have to ask about the other person. <laughs> that's that's he's, hang that's, on, he's learning something. No, that's a myth. <laughs> that's an urban myth. So my my thing is giving me a list a list of of my family members and kind of what it might be good to talk to them about. That's good. So it's like saying, hey, um, Chris, how's your dog? Or, hey, I've got a Labrador as well. <laughs> yeah, imagine if it effed up. I'm like, sorry, Andy, yeah. how's your dog? She is adorable. Thanks for asking. I know, I've seen the pictures. <laughs> Chris, do you like the beach? Uh, yeah, the beach is okay. Yeah. Oh, do you want I, to ask I, me about I, my kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> as the, how are you going to the dog? gym? <laughs> oh, uh, Ed, gym's going very good. Doing a lot of benching, a lot of curls. What are you up to now? Like 48? Uh, I did 75 kilos yeah. for six to eight reps. Do you do 78? Do you do some squats as well? Some squatters? No, I do leg press instead of squats because it hurts my lower back. Yeah, old man. So we've got those. How how am I? How are you? And then at some point in the evening or the day, whatever this family get together is, you do need to perhaps have some fallback big picture type topics. Ooh. Yeah. And Ooh. so these can be quite hairy at a family get together. Like, yeah. do Politics. you believe? Do you believe in euthanasia? Yeah. So, 
but that could be a great conversation starter if the whole family is kind of in this perfect sphere of interest. Yeah, okay. Um, and mm. so this is what this AI will tell me. Like, here are some big picture things to bring up when these people are around. Yeah. Or I get a little beep in my ear. It says, you know, like... Um, Don't set the uncle un- racist. Yeah. Uncle Drew's gone for a gone to the toilet. Now you can talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, right? okay. So it's 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 weighing up like interest of the interest in the topic, but it's also reducing the uh, chance of conflict. And what about variables such as alcohol? Can it take that into account? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the way that in this you're the only one with the superpower. Is everyone got these little beepy things? No, everyone else is miserable. No, I- <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this what? is optimizing his pleasure. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that is what I'm doing. I am I'm optimizing how much I enjoy the family yeah. get together. That's yeah. fine. So it's a mixture of like real time. So the AI, like the A, the augmented the reality, bit. the AR, isn't going to perfectly predict <laughs> the, the whole day. So even though I'm, you know. Catching drop glasses. Yeah, babies. Um, <laughs> catching babies. Learning the piano, ice sculpting. <laughs> For example. Scuba diving. Uh, whatever uh, I want. <laughs> I'm also going to have to have some info on the flow. So it's an it's a option of those two things. Yeah. And with all of that, I'm going to be the life of a family get-together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone's going to have a great time. It's like, why is Cameron so talkative? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is new. Unbelievably well, charming. Well done, Cameron. Yeah. Excellent. Good. You're welcome. Both relied on computers and yours was a little bit better than mine. Mine's got no computers <gasps> in it. Relies purely on science and brilliance. All right. Go for it, Gibbo. All right. Okay. As Can usual, I have a quick yeah. question? So at a Gibson get-together. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Is it all just people showing off and yelling out, Gibbo! <laughs> That's the perfect Gibson get-together. Just like slam dunking on the Barbie. Like if your algorithm equipment. got it right, that's exactly what would happen. It'd be me like the last Barbie when I tap you on the shoulder, watch this loser, yeah. and then it's me dunking it. And Keelan it. in the background going, yeah, Dad, yeah! And that's exactly what happened last time. Well, but it was you going, yeah, Dad, to no, your no, Dad. No, 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 no. Keelan's <laughs> like, yeah, Dad, go, Dad. Because like, he's I've brainwashed him. Exactly. Not having kids means I'll never be anyone's hero. Like I know I'm Sophie's hero, my dog. I can see it in her eyes. She's blind, but <laughs> I, she, I can sense it. But she'll never be able to say, you're my hero. Mm. And that's what I think science should work on next. Yeah. Just an aside. No, no, no. It, it is possible to brainwash kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm living proof. Gibbo! Yes! Go, Dad, go! <laughs> Gibbo! Look, he, gets a bit, like, he just gets all pumped. It is. It's awesome. All right, so... Thanks, guys. Yes. Both of you obviously put at least a couple of minutes work into yours. Yeah. I put in substantial, a substantial amount of time. I do actually feel bad mine this Mine is week. brilliant. Is that how bad mine was? <laughs> don't, I didn't even try. Andy, this is your thing. You come to science this woefully unprepared and give us dross to, to insult. It's my brand. That's your thing. It's my so brand. Don't, All don't, right. Thanks, don't man. ever feel bad about it. Thanks, mate. Cheers. I bring brilliance and that's my job. So here we are. The problem for a lot of people is that family is spread out over the country or over the world. Yes. Andy, you go through this. Yeah. I go through this. My wife, her entire family is overseas and mine is spread out across Australia. So it is hard for us to all get together. And I think a lot of families experience this. Shmoopy, you're kind of lucky. Both your families are in Radelaide. So it's not that challenging. Are they? Are they? You'll have to tell me. <laughs> are, our, parents, our parents are both in Adelaide. Yep. What about siblings? They're spread out a bit. Yeah. Okay. Do you oh, have this, siblings? Then this could actually... Uh, I have a sister. Uh, this could also work for you. So, look, I thought of the old virtual experience. Everyone gets together <laughs> in some sort of virtual world with avatars yeah. and yeah. the kind of rubbish you guys were talking about. <laughs> Maybe plug into the brain centres and simulate food and but you're wine. not going to talk about boring that. Boring rubbish, yeah. boring rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Family get-togethers are meant to be where people eat too much, drink too much, and your mum tells you you put on weight. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um which fills you with fills you with like an impotent rage and frustration. Yeah. She okay. could have told him that he put on weight uh, on the seventh of the seventh. Yeah, you did, guys. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, guys. All right, 
It's also arguments, laughter, love, pain, sleeping in beds that are too small, heaping scorn upon family when yeah. playing board games. I thought of you, Schmoopy, with that one. Uh, heaping, heaping scorn upon them until your voice is hoarse and they are crying. That's Schmoopy's, Schmoopy's thing. What's uh, my family get together like? I, well, well, I think it's a lot of dirty jokes. I definitely know that. Yeah. Pretty accurate. All right. Um, so the internet's not going to give you that. This needs to be real. Real life existence. The internet might give you some porn. Yes, all right. <laughs> Damn it. All right. So we're not. We're going to get everyone physically together. No teleporting. No matter transporters. Human human interactions. Everyone flying to everyone's to a single destination is also a problem. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the one hosting all the family coming in. Nope. It's going to be a lot of strain, a lot of pressure, and then if you're going somewhere, you've got to get the family together. It's a pain. International space station. Not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> How about we make the plane the destination? The plane. What's the biggest plane in the world? Is there's a Russian one that carries planes. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's it. It's not the A380. <laughs> no. All right? If you want a big plane, you've got to go somewhere that's a little loose on work, health and safety. Russia. Ex-Soviet slash Ukrainian strategic airlift cargo plane or the Antonov AN-225 designated as by NATO as the Cossack. It's got the world record for single hauling weight. It's like 254 metric tons um, and its range is between about 4,000 and 16,000 kilometers. So the idea is the internal volume of this plane is gutted and it's decked out precisely as the abode of say two senior members of the family. So Great. you've got two families together. Yeah. One's the in-laws, one's yours. Yeah. And you've got inside the plane exactly duplicated their houses okay what yep for example the parents house <laughs> yeah. and the, so exact duplicate the plane flies around the world yeah picking up family members and passengers until everyone's on board in the oh. meantime everyone visits each other in the respective homes inside the plane with all the joy and pain absolutely painstakingly reproduced mate for many people, there would be there'd be a cricket pitch in there for a little bit of backyard cricket. Uh, the plane lands in one of the family's actual uh, family's actual countries, and everyone gets off and travels there and has a bit of a look around. Then everyone gets back gets back on, and the plane is the destination, and it just hops around, picking people up, cruising around. Eventually, it gets to a point where the the holiday's over, the get together's over, and then it starts dropping people off. But the plane is where you want to be. That's the most exciting part of it. Yeah. All right. And that's how it's done. All right. But what if you just want to get away from them, everyone for a bit? Well, the plane's massive. The plane's massive. So you've got a, you've got a space to get away. Like a condo. You've got a little little little. Everyone's got their little own little flat, say, or um, something like that. Uh, let's not talk about how expensive it would be for every. But the plane journey is normally the worst bit of visiting family not now, if the inside of the plane is your house that's true it's your house it's got everything in there but is it it's actually got the, the comfy chair it's is got it actually the, the antonov an225 that's the one i that's the one i looked up on wikipedia as the largest plane yeah it could it could have could one house actually fit in that yeah um, mate in that oh thing? easily easily no problem at all. really yeah even okay. two could fit in um how wide's a house uh, approximately three meters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Then you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. The plane is the destination. I've sorted out family get-togethers, especially. Well, I have to admit, this is for international people whose families are all over the world. Yeah. What about a cruise this is ship? The solution, the solution. Yes. Okay. Yes, a cruise ship perhaps could do something similar. I'm I'm open to the idea of a cruise ship as well. However. You know, most people can't take probably the three to six months off you'd need to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I can. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. But, but, but for those of us who aren't entirely entrenched in the web-based economy, <laughs> we, we, we need to travel around a little faster and the, the Cossack is the way to go. I'm a digital nomad. <laughs> well, don't give over. Thanks, man. Thank I think, I think oh, Alison, I'm so sorry. Don't ever be sorry at your science, this Andy. Is that yours? Yours was probably the worst. Yes, oh, give agreed. Me a break. Agreed. Like, you are both. You are Family both high together. as kites. 
Yours was like you made some company to break people apart yeah. and you just copied his At least, VR. Look, mine had a scientific question in it. What was that? Does happiness at a wedding equal yeah. less divorce? There is no and I correlation human those human two. interaction. You just uh, made air travel nicer. And it wasn't yeah, it's not you. even possible because that plane is only slightly larger than a 747. No, it's not. It's much, much bigger. I was looking at the pictures right here. No, that picture's wrong. All right. Uh, <laughs> P-poppers, let P-poppers, us know you won. let us know who won that one, and no, I will no. expect the congratulations. You owe, you owe us and our listeners an apology for that effort. Agreed. Never. Bit more news. Avid listener and Gibsonite, Justin Chalker, a.k.a. Chalky, Chalkster, Chalkinator, Chalkarama, Citrus Rock. Won a STEM teaching award. What does that mean? He won an award for teaching in STEM. Wow. Dr. Justin Chalker has been named the STEM Educator of the Year, uh, slash, no, hyphen tertiary teaching at the 2018 South Australian Science Excellence Awards. Congratulations. That were presented on Friday, August 10th. This follows from Justin's earlier awards for his research, being named South Australia's 2016 Young Tall Poppy Scientist of the Year. And a finalist in the 2017 Dream Chemistry Award. Congrats to Justin. Woo! Oh, congratulations, Justin. Yeah, done, well done, Justin. Hero of the show. This wasn't about me. You yeah. should have been paying attention. Uh, I tune out. Music <laughs> is provided. Do you, want to, do you want to get in before I go? I do, I do want to get All in. All right, get in. You talked for so long that that became about you. That's why you <laughs> talked for so long just then. <laughs> Uh, you've, you've, you, Andy, uh, go. <laughs> music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum. Animad.net. Animad.net. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that helps a lot. You were just listening to Publish Perish or Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor... Divorce or plus? Divorce or plus? <laughs> Do you want someone to be divorced? Ruin their wedding with divorce or plus? Unholy alliance between the two most rubbish science this is. Eddie, next. All right, goodbye. Diabolical. Final farewells. Bye. 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 <laughs>